1: On today's Locked On Heat, we put our all NBA teams together and figure out if anybody on the Miami Heat will make the cut. It's going to be tough, but I think we might f- figure it out. We break it all down next. You are Locked On Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Friday edition of Lockdown Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg here with David Ramil. However, you might be tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app, thank you for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Um, this is our last show of the week. It is our last show before basically the end of the regular season, right? We'll have a recap of whatever happens Sunday night against Orlando Magic, but we're pretty much done here. Right, We're all looking ahead to the playoffs, but before we get to the postseason, end-of-season award ballots are due, and all NBA team selections will be due for voters. Now, David, you and I do not have a vote. We discussed who we would have uh, on our Defensive Player of the Year ballot on yesterday's episode. Spoiler alert, it's Bam Adebayo, but we break down the whole case and why he should get it and why he might not get it, so check that out if you haven't already. But uh, I thought this would be a really good time to kind of just go through and make our all-NBA team selections. I think this is a good encapsulation of what has happened in this regular season that's about to wrap up, and we'll kind of answer the big question sort of hovering over the ballot for Heat fans is whether or not anybody on the Miami Heat is going to make it because, like we discussed with Defensive Player of the Year, like it's been discussed in MVP and all season long, it just doesn't feel like any one specific person, player, coach, anybody on the Heat is getting a ton of credit and now there's even like a push to maybe kind of Tyler hero maybe isn't the sixth man of the year. Maybe it's Kevin Love and all this stuff. Like, so I don't know. I honestly don't know if anybody on the heat will make the all NBA teams. It's know, it'll, it'll be a fun exercise to sort of go through it to figure out if somebody does have a chance. Um, but let's just uh, let's start here. Who are the guys? Um, if you were just sort of make a long list of guys um, or when you did make your long list of guys, con- you were considering for all NBA selections, which heat players were on that list? It was Jimmy Butler.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. that was the end-all be-all. I, I I gave some consideration to Tyler because the guard mm. spot feels a lot more faulty. And I, I think for all the argument against him as the sixth man and uh, for everybody who has a subscription to The Athletic, uh, read a piece by John Hallinger where he actually says that Tyler might be the third best sixth man of the year candidate behind Kevin Love and Cam Johnson, Cameron Johnson of the Phoenix Suns. So that's a, an interesting. I really thing like there. John
1: Hollinger, uh, and I'm okay with the Kevin Love. If you want to argue him for six man of the year, go for it. But Cam Johnson, come on! I mean, just from a minutes played standpoint, that's ridiculous. I don't, yeah. I don't buy that at all. But I get it. I, it's, it's, it's whatever. Um, so yeah. So Kyle Lowry, some- I actually think that Lowry has mm. a pretty solid case. I know he's missed a bunch of time for personal reasons yeah. and stuff, but. Um, I wouldn't really factor that. That doesn't matter as much to me in a COVID year. And I know he wasn't out for COVID, but it doesn't right. really like like a bunch of players miss time for a lot of strange reasons. Um sure. and so like all like just the time missed doesn't factor in for me as much. Um and then Bam out of bio is to me also in consideration. Uh, he he play he's gonna end up playing fifty-six or fifty-seven games by the end of the year. To me, that's enough uh, in a, in a year like this to warrant at least consideration. Um, but let's just jump right in with our, our first team, David. And I think Ooh. the the biggest one, the biggest concern here is, or the biggest question is what do you do with Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic? Do you put them in? Cause they're both going to be eligible at forward and center. Do you put one of them at forward? The other one at center? There's a whole lot uh, now about, well, it, all it, basically everybody with a ballot has to align To put Jokic at forward and Embiid at center, or vice versa, or one of those guys could basically get screwed and end up on the third team or off the team altogether if they're not if they're not getting the the if their votes get split uh, between the two different positions because you don't aggregate the two set of votes. And so, um, what what are you doing with that?
0: I'm keeping it as is and putting one player at the center position and the other player at a center position on the second team. On the second, I think that's yeah, because they play center. That's just the reality of it. Like I, I, Bam. Has barely played the four at this point of the season, and I don't think he gets any kind of consideration as a forward. I think he's a center. Through he is eligible I think... forward. I sure he's eligible. Oh, for I, you, I just... for
1: you, no consideration. Yeah. Well, I, no,
0: oh. I mean, I just I don't see him as a center. I'm sorry, I don't see him as a four, and I don't think I see Jokic or Embiid as a four either. So oh, I, think I don't play it. it. It's ridiculous. Right. right. So I,
1: I actually push back against the notion that hey, like you know, he's not a forward, so he shouldn't be voted in as forward. Um, I'm okay with it. I don't I, this is like the real five team best that's players going to play. Yeah, I just want the five best players. Um, when you look back, like when you look back on the the all NBA teams like 10 years from now, you're not going to be like, "Well, that was weird that Jokic was a first team forward and Embiid was a first team center." You just say like, "Oh, no, these guys are all NBA first teamers." Mm-hmm. We never talk about whether what what position they were voted in on. That said, Um, I, and I was going to go the entire time being like, I don't care. This is stupid. I'm just voting my top five players. If the five best players in the league were centers one year, I would just vote five centers. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, but I actually ended up where you're at only because I don't want one of them to get screwed. And I hate how the NBA is doing this and not total uh, combining the two uh, sets of votes for forward and center. And I just think that it's kind of messed up, but ultimately ends up being the best way to get the best players in it. And when you all and I know we'll 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 talk about this here, but when you kind of go when you zoom out on all three teams and to get the best fifteen players on, yeah, I think it works best to kind of unlock another forward spot down the line by keeping Jokic and Embiid at center spots and not and not having them occupy one of those forward spots. So it kind of comes down to a, a question of. All right, do you want your, or do you prioritize getting the five best guys on first team right. or the best 15 guys on all three teams? And ultimately, I went with the 15 best guys on all three teams because I do think that, and we'll get to this a little bit, but who I would have as third team center uh, if I ended up having basically four centers on my all NBA teams by putting Jokic at a forward spot, I don't think that player is as deserving as the guy who I can shoehorn in there at the end on my all, all on the third team at forward. So that's kind of where I ended up. Who was your fourth best so, center? Uh that was going to be Rudy Gobert. Yeah, yeah and I, I didn't it. I didn't I didn't think Rudy Gobert deserved the I, I think he's, you know, one of these guys who was just on the bubble top, there, but I would rather have the forward I was considering than okay. the center than than Rudy Gobert who I did give a lot of consideration to. Um but all right, so you've got Jokic as your first team center? That's right. I did
0: go at the first team. All NBA center.
1: I've got Jokic right now at center, although I would be okay swapping that depending on what happens over the next couple days. It's that close to me between Jokic and Embiid for first team. Um, But yeah, I've got one of them at my first team center and the other one at second team center. So for the purpose of this exercise, it doesn't really matter who ends up at which spot, but those are the guys. Um, Who Who the other? uh, You've got Giannis, I think, is a lock, right? Right. Um, And that's really it. As far as locks for me, so who? Where did you end up with the other forward spot? LeBron James on there. You did put LeBron. I did. I did. first team. Am, uh, first team. I I think
0: like interwoven. Look, we had eliminated this discussion. from the
1: playoffs. LeBron James.
0: Are we are we voting best team or best t- individual teammate and in his individual performance? And I know that the two yeah. are tied together to some degree. But you look at the roster and you look maybe at uh, the decision-making process and building that roster and the hand that LeBron may or may not have played in building that roster. And certainly he deserves some of the blame for that. But we're not looking at executive of the year. We're looking at all NBA player and I think his individual performance, despite the team <laughs> LeBron that he's does not or, win executive of the year. That's for sure. No, he does not. <laughs> that's a good that, call. Yeah, <laughs> going out on a limb there. Uh, but, you know, I, I think his, his individual play has been fantastic, carrying that team. And even even the fact that they're in or we're near play in tournament uh, possibility there, I think speaks to his overall individual mm-hmm. greatness. He's been the only good thing happening on that team all year. And you could argue that I'm sure Lakers fans wouldn't care, but I think he's deserving.
1: You know what? A lot of people are going to push back against that. The Lakers suck. You can't put LeBron on there, all this stuff. I'm okay with him having... I, I had him on my first team for a really long time. Um, I kind of update this stuff as the season goes on, just sort of mm-hmm. that, so I can get kind of a, a measure for what's going on in the league, like different snapshots as it goes on. I have him on my second team at this point. I've got Kevin Durant on my first team. Yeah, we've uh, up there. Games played is going to end up being even, even though KD missed so much time there. Um, and he's just been awesome. And uh, his team is just... is better. And they're in the playoffs. And um, I actually think He's been better all season long than LeBron James has when he's been available. So um and it's done a lot to carry a Brooklyn team that hasn't been very good, you know, yeah. outside of him Kyrie being in and out and all that stuff. So I've got KD there. Although I like I'm a lot of people again are going to push back on your LeBron thing. And I'm okay. If you want to put him on first team, I'm still good with that. There are people considering him not even putting him on their third team, like on the all and be all together. Oh, I know. I find and that great cra- miss- I find that way crazier than not than having him on your first team. Uh two guards. Well, wouldn't spots. that be the
0: case? Wouldn't that be the case if you if you move uh, Jokic down to a forward spot like that kind of pushes LeBron out of the conversation. I mean, For is first he still team. a top? Yeah, well, maybe is he a top five forward in the league this year? Oh, I, I see. Some people with yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. If, if, that's if, a good if point.
0: Jokic takes one of the six forward spots, then you know LeBron might get screwed
1: out of one of the other five. Yep. But well, we'll see. Um so, At guard, at guard, this was really hard, and I've been mm. flipping around the entire time. Like this could change every day. I ultimately went with Luca. And Devin Booker here.
0: Oh, wow. And
1: and John Morant was the guy who I who I bumped. Um, so here's my Devin Booker versus John Morant argument. So Devin Booker, 31 points per game on 53.4% shooting in March. He has been killing it lately as he ramps up to the playoffs. Um, like John Morant's numbers are awesome, but they are not like way awesomer than Devin Booker. And I love the push that Devin Booker is making late in the season because I feel like sometimes that doesn't get talked about enough because people are sort of sort of like settled in who they're going to vote for already. And also like Devin Booker and and the Suns really needed him during that Chris Paul stretch with that that stretch where they didn't have Chris oh, yeah. Paul. And he stepped up and it didn't look like I know everything everybody thinks that it's been easy, like a cakewalk for the Suns all year, but they didn't have Chris Paul for a really long time. Right. And it looked easy because of how good Devin Booker was. Uh, He matters so much to what Phoenix does. He makes it look easy. The Suns are a plus. uh, They're outscoring teams by 6.7 points uh, per 100 when Devin Booker's on the floor. The Grizzlies are outscoring opponents by 3.1 points per 100 possessions when John Morant is on the floor. That kind of goes with the narrative case about how the Grizzlies have still had success without John Morant, right? Right. The Suns are 54-12 and with Devin Booker in the lineup. They've been awesome. Uh, The Grizzlies have still managed to win a bunch of games without John Morant in the lineup. I don't think that it should be held against him in a really meaningful way, the fact that his team has succeeded without him. But in the case of splitting hairs between Devin Booker and John Morant, it does matter to me a little bit that Devin Booker has carried the Suns. Uh, Not to say that John Morant hasn't. But uh, those, those on-off splits and all that kind of stuff, that ultimately is what split those hairs to me in favor for Devin Booker.
0: It doesn't happen often, Wes, but you've convinced me. I've uh, taken Moran oh. out of my first team. You made a good I like argument it. there. So wow. I, I, I think.
1: Devin Booker. April Fool's? First team.
0: <laughs> a couple of
1: days after it, actually. But I, <laughs> all I right. Think, let's uh, do uh, So then you, do you have Luca as your other guy? I do, yes. I think it's self. The guy's awesome. Yeah. I think we yeah. don't need to spend a lot of time there. All right. We'll move on to our second team next. But first, David, tell the listeners about Bet Online.
0: Well, if you want to make a, a wager on who will make the All NBA team, then betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships, all the odds, and all your favorite awards for the NBA and reviews for all the different leagues this season. Bet Online is your continued source. For all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts.
1: Thank you for making Lockdown Heat your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Also a shout out. To our friends over at Locked on Dolphins, Locked on Marlins, Florida Sports is having a moment right now. Hey. So check uh, out those. We're, we're not overlooking Locked on Panthers on this show. I don't buddy. know if we like have our, a Locked on Panthers, do we? We absolutely do. Armando oh, wow. Velez,
0: he's, he does a fantastic job, yes. And he shouts us out all the time.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, can't believe we're Shout out Armando yeah. Velez. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Locked on Panthers. Good. Number one seed Panthers. Uh, right. Two number one seeds in in uh, Miami right now. So, okay, uh, well, Sunrise, but whatever. Um. So, uh, second team, uh, where do you want to start with this? You and I both agree that we'll have either one. I, I, are you pretty settled on uh, Jokic and Embiid, or are you willing to sort of flip-flop based on what happens in the next two day, uh, two or three days? No, I'm not.
0: Uh, I think Embiid's had the better team behind him, and while he's had more success, and I know there's the difficulties of the Ben Simmons saga, incorporating James Harden, et cetera, et cetera, I just look at what jokic has been able to do and and personal feelings about the marquise morris notwithstanding or anything like that I'd like he's just a really damn good player yeah. and it's supremely impactful i think a lot of heat fans just don't watch a lot of nuggets games because of the time difference and everything else like that but if you watch what jokic does he's such a phenomenal player he does it with the score he does it with his passing he is he is bam at a bio on steroids when it comes to his scoring and production so i think
1: that's something to consider um And you had KD on your second team and LeBron Mm -hmm. on your first team. You and I basically just flip-flopped those. So we're in alignment here. But we have a forward spot and two guard spots available. Well, you said you have John Moran on your second team. So we have one guard spot, one forward spot available. Where do you want to start with this?
0: Well, let's start with a guard spot, then, because I think this is a name that uh, is certainly deserving and was likely to be a first teamer for most of the season, but then went through a little bit of a slump. There made uh, had some injury issues, and then the team fell off a cliff for most of the last couple of months. And I think that's Steph Curry. Like to me, when he's on his peak, uh, he's been phenomenal this year. Uh, it's been you know maybe not uh, the kind of season that he expected to have or that he looked like he was going to have early on, and yet. I still have him as my second team guard alongside
1: now John Morant. So I've got John Morant uh, as my second team guard, and I've got Chris Paul as my other second team guard. All right. All uh, right. I, I had Steph true. for a really long time um, but it, it, my, on my first team and then on my second team. But I just – look, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, they've both missed a bunch of time. They're going to end up with roughly the same amount of games played uh, by the end of the season. I know that Steph's numbers are really good. Uh, I just – Chris Paul is so important to that team. And it's sort yeah. of like the anti-Devin Booker argument and the same sort of argument I made with John Morant earlier. But um, I, I I think the team, like the Phoenix Suns – and I usually don't go this way. I don't really say, like, this team needs this many guys on this for this ballot or whatever. But the Suns are so historically good. Their net rating is – I mean, they have dominated from start to finish all season long. They're going to be in company of – uh, uh, teams, as far as win percentage goes, like some of those '90s Bulls teams, that that 2012 Heat team, the like the the 2017 uh, yeah, Warriors team. I mean, when you're talking about 66 ish wins or whatever they're going to end up, that's that deserves to me two dudes on like your first and second team probably. And so I'm just going, I'm going with Chris Paul. I just I, I was splitting hairs between him and and Steph. For second team and i just i ultimately just went with the guy on the better team uh, on the team that he just he sets the tone for and a team that's just been dominant all season
0: i had a hard time making a case for paul and i actually wound up leaving not there
1: statistically oh yeah, wow. i
0: wound up leaving uh, yeah altogether. uh giving the nod to booker i thought was kind of giving that team the the two that they deserve and yet now i feel like i've you know left them a little short there but i just think with the time and everything else like The fact that this team could continue to carry forward as well and as dominantly in his absence, I don't know. It's it's kind of a a tough case to make for him, which is interesting considering who I have at the other forward spot.
1: (laughs) Well, who do you have at the other forward spot? Jimmy Butler. Uh, You have him on your second team? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this. So who were the guys that you were considering for this spot? Uh,
0: I consider Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. I considered DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. I considered Pascal Siakam.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're all up there, but I ultimately went with uh, with Jimmy Butler. I, I think uh, his defensive impact is greater than almost all of those players by far. I, I think what he does, as far as being an underrated playmaker, is overlooked. The fact that his scoring has been somewhat problematic, and yet he's still one of the you know, the top scorer on this team. Well, maybe second that to Tyler, but either way. Like he's just he's the best player on this team. He carries his team. He, 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 to use your phrase regarding Chris Ball, he sets the tone like you, you go as far uh, with this team as Jimmy Butler will take you. And despite the blow up, despite the potential issues that might be behind the scenes and everything else, I still think that Jimmy Butler is a fantastic player. And I think he is deserving of, of being considered one of the best players in the NBA.
1: So I had Tatum here, and it's a really tough statistical case to make in favor of Jimmy Butler because Tatum is going to play almost twenty more games. He's averaging five or six more points per game. He's sh- yeah. shooting more efficiently. He's sure. he is really good defensively for the yeah. best defensive team in the league. Um, I think with most there people five are five All
0: NBA. with their five Defensive Player of the Year
1: candidates. I mean, it's kind of hard <laughs> to separate there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> right. Uh, not to take anything away from Marcus Smart, but um, I, I I went I went with Tatum here. I think the statistical case for him is overwhelming. I actually almost considered putting Tatum on my first team over Kevin Durant because of the availability concern, uh, just mm-hmm. given how many more games he's going to play than Kevin Durant and LeBron James. I think yeah. Tatum has more of a first-team argument than a third-team argument. And I, I have... Like, Jimmy Butler, to me, is like, does he make the third team? It's sort of more of where Jimmy Butler sort of occupies. But, hey, I mean... You're kind of also using the Chris Paul argument to put Jimmy Butler on your second team, right? Best team in their that. conference. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like I I can't argue with your case because I just made the case, the same case for Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul. But yeah. I, I just couldn't find an overwhelming statistical case for Steph or any of the other guards over Chris Paul, where I feel like the statistical case for Tatum is pretty overwhelming. That yeah. said, this is a good enough time to move on to our third team. We're gonna do that. But first, tell the listeners about Built Bar. Well, I mean, Bilt Bar,
0: what can I say that I haven't said already? It's such a fantastic product. And I know for so many people, it's hard to keep to a diet or to just try to eat healthier. And it's it's a challenge, no doubt about it. But the best thing about Bilt Bar is that you're not sacrificing any of the taste that you would want in a candy bar or any kind of indulgent treat. And yet you're getting all the protein, all the nutrients that you might be looking for in a protein bar. So many delicious flavors to choose from. You can try them all. You can get a mixed box with all of your favorites. You can just buy an individual box if you find the one that you'd like. If it's chocolate mint or anything else like that, I'm sure that you'll find something that satisfies you. in a built Bar... That's just the best thing about it is that it's just a great go-to snack in between meals. If you want to fuel a workout, get you through a long meeting at work, or if you're stuck in traffic and you don't have anything else to eat, you can't really pull off if you're on the highway to get some fast food or any of that junk. You don't want that. Get a protein bar, something healthy, something good for you, and something that tastes great above all else. And best of all, if you go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15, You get 15% off your next order. So use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off, but only if you go to
1: Built.com. Back here with Locked on Heat doing our all-NBA teams. Just a quick recap. Uh, My first team, Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Jokic. What was your first team?
0: Jokic, uh, also Booker and Luka,
1: and LeBron and Giannis. So the same, but swapping KD with LeBron. My second team was John Morant, Chris Paul, Jason Tatum, LeBron James, Joel Embiid. You had John Morant, Steph Curry, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid? Correct. Okay. So now we're on our third team. So I'll just... I I got Steph on my third team. He didn't make the second team. I've got him on my third team. Um, Who's your... Who are your third team guards? Because you said you left Chris Paul off your ballot.
0: Yeah, I did. Uh, (laughs) This is going to draw some uh, enmity here. Uh, Trey Young gets the vote from me. Uh, I had him too.
1: He's my other guard. Uh,
0: But I also completely blew up any argument that I've made before and went with Jason Tatum at guard.
1: (laughs) That's right. He's eligible. Okay. All right. So who are your forwards, I guess, is the next logical question. i mean i don't know if logic plays into it but i went with demar DeRozan, Uh uh-huh uh and i went with pascal siakam okay so you ended up getting siakam in there all right so i went i went steph curry trey young again just the 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 stats are overwhelming uh i was between trey young and donovan mitchell again but and i the the hawks are going to end up making the playoffs so they don't like they're not they don't suck completely and um well they'll make the play-in tournament i should say and uh like, guarantee I mean, it. the guy's averaging like 28 and 10. You know, it's it's crazy what Trey Young is Hard doing. Hard to overlook, yeah. He he's not the reason why the Hawks have sort of faltered this year, right? If anything, I, you can almost frame it to where he's carried them into the play in tournament despite everything that's gone wrong with okay. that roster. So okay. um I've got I got no problem with that. So our guards are settled. Uh interesting that you ended up trying to shoehorn Jason Tatum in there. And <laughs> in order to what what was the logic? Because you wanted to put Pascal Siakam in over somebody like Donovan Mitchell or Chris Paul or Zach Levine or somebody like that.
0: Yeah, I don't like. I mean, if DeMar gets the vote, I don't think uh, Levine is deserving. Again, I I had a hard time envisioning Chris Paul as an all NBA player uh, this year. Not that, I mean, again, hard to make a case against him, but also hard to make a case for him. Uh, And I just thought Tatum, using the same kind of statistical evidence that we talked about as as his election as a forward, I just, you know, tried to figure out a good way of getting him in there. And I think Siakam has been the steady, consistently good player. Like, they've got a great rookie, but Anandabe's been in and out of the lineup due to injury. They don't really have a center to speak of. I mean, it's been a tough season for them. And Fred VanVleet gets some consideration, but not as a guard. I think the guard field is a little too heavy. And so I like what what they've done. And so given that, I thought Siakam was deserving. And I think a lot of – I mean, he's coming off of this strange season last year where he was totally overlooked. He had problems with Nick Nurse. Uh, it just it just didn't seem to go well for him, and he's tried to rebuild it. And I think his season statistically has been so damn good, and that team has been pretty good. I thought he was deserving
1: of the spot. So so I was kind of building up this whole podcast to kind of pin Jimmy Butler versus Pascal Siakam against each other I blew for the it final up. forward spot. I blew but you it, blew it up. up. By putting Jimmy Butler on your second team and putting Siakam on your third team. But I ended up with Steph, Trey, DeMar DeRozan, and Carl Anthony Towns. And I was really comfortable where, with where I ended up on my third team. Yeah, and then and there was that too. final forward spot. Yeah, I think Cat, that one's easy. Um, but um, And then I ended up being between Jimmy Butler and Pascal Siakam for all the reasons you said I was considering Siakam. And his stat, the statistical case for Siakam is better than Jimmy Butler's. You really can't argue with it. Siakam, 22.4 points per game on 49% shooting, 36% from three, eight and a half rebounds, five assists, um, a plus 3.8 when he's on the floor in those 38 minutes that he plays per game. Jimmy Butler, 21 points a game, 48% shooting, 23% from three-point range, five uh, basically six rebounds, five and a half assists, marginally better when they're on the court, plus 4.2 in his 34 minutes. But Siakam plays more. He plays more minutes. Um, his two-point field goal percentage is better, not, not just the three-point uh, field goal percentage. Uh, and he's going to end up playing ten more games than Jimmy Butler. So you really can't make the statistical case that Jimmy Butler deserves a spot on the All NBA team over Pascal Siakam, except for this, David. <laughs> Jimmy Butler just means more to the Heat, and the statistic, the, the stats are close enough where when you just watch the games and you're like, who means more to their team? I think it's pretty clearly Jimmy Butler because I'm not even sure if Pascal Siakam means more to Toronto than Fred Van Vliet does. He does not. Right? And so I'm – you just watch these games and you're like, you know what? This guy is getting the hardest defensive assignments every single night. He's being guarded by the, the best defender every single night. Uh, where in Toronto that fluctuates depending on the matchup. Is the better defender on Van Vliet? Is he on Siakam? Um, do you have to move that player onto Scotty Barnes when he's feeling it? Whatever it might be. Um, I You just watch the games and it's just you can't argue who matters more to the better team, and that's Jimmy Butler. And I love the, the dunks and threes EPM. Uh, thing, because I think it's a really good... It's sort of like real plus-minus and Raptor from 538. And by the way, all that stuff, Jimmy Butler blows Pascal Siakam out of the water on all those advanced metrics. Raptor, real PER, all that, real plus-minus, all that stuff. The EPM uh, on dunks and threes, estimated plus-minus. Jimmy Butler is 11th in the NBA, so a top 11 player, according to this metric. Pascal, Pascal Siakam is 65th. So I just think that, you know, when you really get down to it, who matters more Who's the better player who is carrying more of a load who has more responsibility to set the table for their team to carry their culture torch for their team to do all those things. It's Jimmy Butler and that where the statistical place is marginally close that thing the who matters more to their team is not even close at all to me And so ultimately I went Jimmy Butler my final forward on my All-NBA third team and the only Miami Heat member on my All-NBA team it was the same for you. Yeah, uh, and he, he made the second team for me. But
0: uh, did you have any other Heat player that was uh, in consideration? Like, who would have been the other player I, to get that? Lowry? I
1: almost went Bam. I, I considered briefly Bam over Cat. Uh, but Cat has just had an overwhelmingly good season. He's been much better defensively. The Timberwolves are a nice story. I like the idea of having a Timberwolf on this roster. Um, and offensively, he's just amazing. Like, you just can't yeah. argue with him. And ultimately, that's what matters in this league. It's points. Putting points on the board. So, I, um, And then Kyle Lowry... I thought about it. I just think that the guard spot is so overwhelming. Like, I don't know where, at at what point when you go down the list, where does Kyle Lowry go? Like, even if it wasn't these six that I had, you know, you could make an argument for Donovan Mitchell, Zach Levine, Fred Van Vliet, Jalen Brown, Darius Garland, DeJounte Murray, like all these other guys, too. Uh, And in addition to Kyle Lowry, like, there's just a lot of guys in this mix. And if I was going to get another guard on this, it would be Donovan Mitchell first and foremost. And I just didn't have enough room. So those are really it. Really, it's to me, it's it's Jimmy Butler. And by the way, I do think Jimmy Butler ends up making All NBA this year. I think he will. I think so too. I think so too. Uh, that's fine, and he gets the recognition that he
0: deserves. But I will say this as we wrap up today's episode one. Uh, it's impossible to put these lists together. There's always going to be an element of subjectivity. There's always going to be a limited amount of information that you can use. You can't possibly process every game, as I've said before, and it becomes increasingly harder and harder to make these kinds of decisions. So as fans, don't beat yourselves up if Jimmy doesn't make it. Don't beat anybody up for not having Jimmy on their list, et cetera. I think it's just ridiculous. I was going to make a second point, but I completely forgot what it was.
1: Save it for next week. That'll do it for us today. Remember to like and subscribe to Locked on Heat on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Comment and leave a five-star rating and reach us on Twitter at Locked on Heat. Seriously, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We haven't gotten one in a little while. And leave a review. Thanks uh, Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NBA. Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and it's available on all platforms. David, have a great weekend, man. Yeah, you too, Wes.